I am delighted to announce that right now I have the group Kiltro in the studio. They've been operating out of uh, Denver for the past, I don't know, year and a half. And uh, yeah, really nice stuff. I was supremely impressed with them when I saw them at Larimer Lounge a little while back and invited them in. And this is a group who I think you're going to want to keep an eye on in the future. Um, So let's hear them now before they blow up. And I'm just going to pass the mic to you guys to start it off. Love it might lift you away from 
live in the studio here on KGNU, Boulder, Denver, and Fort Collins. Great to have you in, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So over here next door, I've got uh, Will Parkhill on the bass. We've got Michael DiVincenzi on the drums and Chris Bowers-Castillo doing a lot of stuff on those pedals and little machines as well as lead guitar and the vocals um so chris i understand you're kind of the brains of the operation and you've got gotten started with these songs before introducing the other two members can you tell us a little bit about the origin story here uh yeah so um it started a couple years ago i started doing mainly um just folk stuff and it was a lot of just kind of me playing guitar and i did the open mic circuit thing and um, it was all songs that I'd written when I was living in Chile. My mom is from Santiago in Chile. Um, and I lived there in, in a city called Valparaíso for about four years. Um, and most of the, I mean, the early stuff was all written there and all conceived of there. I didn't have a bunch of pedals, but I'd use like DAWs, like software to kind of take sounds and run them through effects and build songs that way. And then it was a lot more experimental in the very beginning. And then it went a lot more kind of folky and traditional. Uh, afterwards and I sort of stuck on that for a while until I got a little bit I don't know if bored or tired of it or kind of feeling like I, I didn't um, couldn't sort of embody the 
the, I guess, melancholy of really stripped back stuff and really sort of emotional, very personal folk songs. I just, I wanted to experiment more. And so um, got back into pedals and into looping. And um, of course, I've known Will for, uh, I don't like almost a decade now um, since, yeah. And um, then uh, he joined the team and, and just added so much energy to the live shows. Um, and just it made it into something a lot more kind of dynamic and uh, and dancey and, and interesting, I think. Uh, and then we got Michael on just a few months ago. Just fits right in, I think, you know, just all the percussive elements are there and decorating the songs. So, yeah, it's great. Awesome. Yeah, it's a pretty tight unit that you've got going and it translates really well to a live setting. Um, I'm excited that you are just about to drop the first recorded output um, because, you know, to tell you the truth, when I first saw you, uh, I, I was really surprised at how many people in the audience who I went with and, and people that were just hanging around Larimer Lounge were like, oh yeah, Kiltro, they're like one of the best bands going in Denver right now. And I was, you know, duly impressed by the set. So um, it's it's great that now people finally actually have, beyond the word of mouth and the live setting, they can actually go and hear your music uh, recorded. So I think we're all excited to check out this album, which drops this Saturday, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The newest album is called uh, Creatures of Habit, and it is a uh, nine-song LP. And uh, we've been working on it for about nine months, almost a year really proud of it and um can't wait for everybody to hear it yeah it's fantastic uh well can we have another absolutely and uh it goes a little bit like this
sounds of Kiltro live in the cabaret studio here from the Boulder Mothership. You are tuned to KGNU. Glad that you're joining us today. You're getting treated to some live music, which is always a nice thing. So, Kiltro, where's the name come from? It's actually a Chilean slang word for street dog. So it's um, Kiltro, which is like... um so people will say that when they're referring to a dog that's like a mixed breed or a dog, usually a dog from the street. Um, and I guess it was just in part born because in Valparaiso it's full of street dogs, there's street dogs everywhere. And they were kind of like almost an aesthetic metaphor for what I was interested in at the time. There's like a melancholy to them and they live in the same place but have this just fundamental experience of the same location. There's like catharsis and they're emotional. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then that also, it's you know, it's a mix of styles as well. Like we 
bringing a lot of different influences from uh, different places and different bands and um, and different sounds, the Latin percussion, a lot of ambient stuff, and so it made sense in that stuff as well, or in that sense as well, just that it's like a, a mutt um, of, a, I guess, a style, right? And uh, yeah, and then it wasn't an intentional thing, but I'm also of mixed heritage, and so I guess in that sense it, it works as well, right? Um, so yeah, it just felt like it checked a lot of boxes and was something that I was um, kind of uh, in- inspired by when I was living there, so. You identify with the street dogs. I feel ya. <laughs> so living in Valparaiso, that, that's where you spent most of the time? Yeah, uh, I've, I've spent quite a bit of time in, in um, Santiago. I was in San Pedro de Atacama in the north of Chile. It's like a, just a little sort of tourist town. I was working at a hotel there for a while. Um, and then, yeah, the bulk of my time was spent in Valparaiso, I guess, when I was sort of living and working there. Yeah, and would you say that it seems apparent that it is would you say that that's been pretty influential on just the way that you've been release or writing songs and the your ear when you're approaching music yeah definitely um there were a lot of bands i was listening to then at the time and of course before when i was growing up as well um i think they've definitely like sublimated a lot of those influences into my writing um when i was growing up it was victor cara and violeta parra uh inti gimani these bands from chile um, that, I mean, they were, I think, just such a part of the music that I listened to regularly that the, it, they definitely found their way into the style. And when I was down there, I was listening to a lot of ambient stuff, and so the mix was sort of um, just sort of waiting to happen, I guess. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to mention that it, I picked up some similarities to Victor Jara. Yeah. And, uh, like, um, Nuevo Canson. Canson. Right. yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of movement from Chile, mostly, I think there was, like, some Argentinian... Uh, players in that sphere as uh, well but would you say that that's been important to your evolution yeah absolutely i think um a lot of those uh south american artists from that i mean from that time period from i mean chile and argentina and of course there's a lot of different um bands and artists across the continent that had this kind of like melancholy uh they would use these melodies that were very melancholic and very emotive and very expressive but they also had this kind of dynamism and upbeat quality i've been listening a lot to this band called chicos Trujillo, which is also from from Chile and they're amazing and they mm-hmm. have these really this really funny way of having lyrics that are kind of self-deprecating and very sort of sad but almost like set against the backdrop of like humor or almost like as if making fun of themselves at the same time and they're, they're kind of upbeat and a lot of gang vocals and a lot of like this very energetic um, melancholy I don't know and I guess I hadn't heard a lot of that in other places and and it's just something that has been in, in Cueca in Chile which is kind of the Chilean folk style since um, I mean, for a long, long time, and especially like with, you know, of course, Victor Jara and Violeta Parra, who, uh, you know, 50s and 60s and then 70s, mm-hmm. there were a lot of, I mean, the, you know, the style went through a lot of evolution as well, um, and, and a lot I, of Western influences too. Yeah, I understand it's also been pretty uh, politically charged as well, the, that movement, at least when it was going uh, at, the, at its height, it was very political. Would you say that you have that kind of influence in your songwriting as well? Um, I don't know that I actively write like political subject matter into the songs themselves, but I am interested by like, I guess marginalization and and um, and I think that that yeah I think I think that's a, that is a really important dimension of those songs because those I mean those uh, not mine but of like Victor Cara Violeta Barre like that whole time period was so politically charged I mean mm-hmm. it's like that the whole political climate then economically speaking and sociologically speaking is like. I mean, they were like these really, really special people and really heroic people living in a time when they could be persecuted for speaking out and were just actively doing so. And Victor Cara was actually killed for it. Right. Um, so that's like an I mean, immense amount of bravery and just kind of 
they're like these legendary figures in Chilean history, you know. Um, as to whether or not we're doing something that's expressly political, I think I'd like to. I think I've always been on some level um, political. But I think these particular songs are more about stories that take place in a location. Um, and I guess I'm interested to see where we go with that, you know, how stories can kind of expand and, and fall under larger political categories. And Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a really personal narrative style. Um, can we have another? And Absolutely, I think we'll, yeah. so we'll get one more mate and maybe another to play us out. But yeah, once again, Kiltro here in the studio. Thanks for tuning in.
Fantastic work. Thanks, guys. So we are having this live experience right now here on the Afternoon Sound Alternative in advance of your upcoming uh, album release party, which will be this Saturday. Can you tell us the details on that? Yeah, um, so we have on the bill two other bands with us. The first one is Montropo, and uh, I believe the event starts and kicks off at 8 o'clock. And they'll be opening. Uh, after that is another uh, Denver band called Versus the Inevitable. And uh, they'll be bringing their uh, version of folk and sort of, I guess you call it blues funk. Yeah, yeah. And They're then, a lot uh, of fun, actually. They're yeah. really good. And then we'll be going on around 10. And uh, we're really excited, too, because we've been working with some uh, artist friends of ours and uh, incorporating some uh, projection from an o- old overhead projector, sort of what you'd see back in you know, your classroom when you're in your fifth grade math class or whatever. And uh, we've been incorporating that to a music video and we're gonna be bringing that live on stage as well. So there's gonna be a few dynamic elements to the show. And uh, yeah, we're really excited for it. We have pre-sales available on the uh, Lammer Lounge website. We got a few left. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, we have some personally, if you uh, message us uh, via Facebook or uh, Instagram and yeah, we're excited to, uh, to be over there. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I think there's definitely a good bit of anticipation for this release of yours, the debut. And um, I can tell that just from the parts that I've heard that you've worked really hard on it and it shows. So can you play us out with a short one, possibly? Oh, a short one. Or, Uh, or, you know, do what you got to do. I was going to actually play just one of my old folky ones. This one's not on the album, but um, for people that like kind of more stripped back folk stuff sure i think i mentioned it as well so um yeah this one's actually the namesake of the project it's called kiltro um and i wrote it kind of really towards the beginning of the project before i even was totally set on the name so um so yeah great well thank you so much for coming by i really appreciate having you on and excited to see you at the opening show this saturday Thank you. We're happy to be here. Yep, see ya. And uh, real quick, just to rehash, uh, the first song we played was called If I Lead. The second one was called The Hustle, both of which can be found on all platforms. Might as well give a plug real quick. Spotify, YouTube, all that stuff. Uh, the second to last one was called Corner Beat. And as Chris said, this is Kiltro. Right on. Kiltro in the studio here on KGNU. Again, the rocks where the masters in growth You sleep by the way you think You sleep where the people don't go And all of your time Solid in the heat of the sun Tell me, did you find it all right? Scans in the bins after dark As your mind falls apart
as ever go Said on snow and but you Do you think this is penitence or Do you call it the consequence for All of your dreams I saw it in the heat of the sun And tell me did you find Cutting out here. Oh, I think it was. There we go. Oh man. <laughs> Live on the air. I think we're good now. Yeah, I think we got it. I mean, should I just like just pick it up? Just pick it up. All right. Wow, what was that? Okay. It's all of your time. You
Kiltro in the studio, live and direct here on KGNU. Thanks for coming by, guys. Thanks so much for having us.